Hello and welcome to a live coffee break on D program with Carrie Smith. This is a new channel. If it's your first time here, I don't know if you can hear it, but that's the daily siren that happens in my new town at, at noon. I, I still forget that it happens. We were going to start a few minutes late. It just for new at noon, it just runs for like a solid minute or two. Um, anyway, Welcome to the, the show. If it's your first time here, this is a new channel, so please hit subscribe. Um, I'm not going to keep our guests waiting. I'm just going to bring them on with the siren, because why not? <laughs> please welcome two of my friends, uh, Kelly Lamb, who some of you may have seen before. I've chatted with her before. And my friend, Christian. Oh, crap. I've never said your last name out loud before. Yeah, it's Boutain. <laughs> say it. Boutain. Butai. But you can say it, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> well, welcome. Another Canadian. Two yes. Canadians today. That's right. The politest very, of them all. Yeah, yeah. It's very good Christian. to be here. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's good it to see you. The last time I saw you, Christian, you were um, leaving Canada. You had just left, and you were coming to stay in the States for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but I understand you've returned now. Yes. Well, yeah, last time we hung out in, in, in Georgetown, and uh, and after that, I went east of Florida, and then, yeah, now I'm back. Sad. Sad face. <laughs> are you, are you, uh, are you comfortable talking about, like, why, are you still planning on leaving? Or are you, or yeah. Are you, okay. Yeah, 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 no, no, uh, no, uh, no secrets. Uh, I am, I'm. In the best of worlds, uh, I'll uh, I'll be leaving uh, again in a more permanent fashion. Um, leaving Quebec, that's more or less a guaranteed. Uh, leaving Canada, that's depending on whether or not I can. Which right now I can't. Um, why can't Why can't you leave right now? Well, so there are two reasons. Uh, there's the visa thing in the U.S. You need to be able to. Uh, work in the U.S. for that. You need to get a visa, and that's not exactly obvious. And the second one is that there's still a vaccine requirement for land crossing uh, in uh, into the U.S. from Canada, and uh, and for by plane, our own government is is preventing me from boarding a plane or a train. Wait a minute. Indeed. Wait. So the U.S. is preventing you from land crossing. Yes. Okay, but then and then also the Canadian government won't let you get on a plane or train. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you can't even travel domestically in Canada. You can't go across yeah. the provinces on a plane. You can't go on via rail. It's it's crazy. And there's still mandates for all federally regulated employees and uh, institutions as well. So it's it's crazy here. We're the last country. I think we're the only country in the world that has mandates for vaccines for domestic travel. That's crazy. I can I can buy a boat. I can if I want to leave. I can buy a boat and, yeah, or and plane. sail away or swim across the across <laughs> the ocean. Okay, there's something else that weird that you told me about when you first got out of Canada, mm -hmm. and you told me you had to get out before before Biden, right? Before Biden, yeah. it was November eighth before he did this thing where you couldn't come in unless you had the vaccine. Yes, but they also had some crazy bureaucracy where they would not allow you to drive your own car, right? Like, didn't they? No, fly so I had in? to. I had to have my car shipped from Montreal to Boston, then fly from Montreal to Boston, pick up my car, and then do the rest of the road trip. So they and they didn't they fly someone in from California to drive they your car? They flew someone from California. <laughs> uh, cost a fortune, yeah, uh, just to cross, bring my car across the border. The government I just, I mean, they're pretty they're great, great at everything. Yeah. Everything they do, everything they touch just turns to gold, right? 
yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It, it's well, sad because I've been a, a patriot most of my life, and now every time I talk about Canada, I'm I'm so embarrassed. It's it's unbelievable. Oh, it's awful. Well, it's a terrible feeling. It's it's a sad feeling. I grieve it. I feel like I've lost my patriotism. I don't consider myself Canadian anymore. I just consider myself a, a Saskabusher. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> identify myself as a Canadian anymore. It's terrible. I'm starting to identify more as a Texan than an American. I mean, that's Ooh, true. Fair that's enough. Happening. Hey, so just I just skipped right into the conversation about Canada. <laughs> just for anyone who's not familiar with you guys, can you tell us and tell each other a little about yourself. You you are two very interesting people to me because you've both run for office. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's an interesting fact, but yeah. just tell people where they can find you and something about you. Who's going first? All right, well, I could, I could go first. Go for it. Um, so I've, uh, yeah, I'm Christian Boutin, christianboutin.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been, I'm most of my money I've earned through computer programming. Uh, I've worked in the video game industry and uh, I've, uh, I've uh, that's how I've built up my uh, bank accounts. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, after coming back from Florida last summer, uh, I decided to run for the People's Party of Canada uh, in Justin Trudeau's riding. So I actually, I actually went face to face with uh, with Justin Trudeau during the election. That's amazing. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a throwaway, of course. Like you, you're not gonna beat you're not gonna beat Justin Trudeau uh, in his home backyard. But it was good to put up the signs with my face on it everywhere in his in his area, basically. Uh, so that was fun. Um, and then, like uh, I, I think uh, Viva Freud came out with the the expression, you know, I'm gonna run for my country before I run from my country, uh, and uh, and so I did. The election came, uh, went, and then when all the craziness at the border came, I said, nah, I'm out of here. Uh, maybe it's going to. Um, I would have hoped for it to be permanent, but I had no idea if that was going to pan out. And I was like, worst comes to worst, it's going to be an epic road trip. Uh, let's go. So I went there. So other than that, I'm just a big mouth on Twitter. Uh, so I, I comment a lot. I, I, I've said before the break, I love, or before we started, I love your t-shirt. What, what does yeah. that mean? Well, I'm a fan of NASCAR. Uh, and you might have heard about this Brandon <laughs> Brown guy. He's, uh, he's very good. Cool. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Kelly, what about you? Well, I'm a former, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to say, you also ran for office. I did. Same party. Um, 2019 election. I ran when we first started the party uh, here in Saskatchewan in my riding. I didn't have any really famous opponents, but it was very, very cool. Just a good experience. Good policies, mm -hmm. you know. So same idea as you, Christian. I kind of felt like I have to do something and I don't just want to flee. I have to try. I have to do something. So stood up and, and did that. And since then, have done a little bit of YouTubing, a little bit of reporting for Rebel News. I'm just kind of on a hiatus doing some health personal stuff at the moment and and yeah i'm a musician bit of a youtuber it, it's pretty casual so well i'm i'm really happy you could both be here because as an american maybe i'm in the minority but i'm kind of ignorant about canada and without realizing it i tend to think of it as just one big place and it's very different <laughs> it's not a monolith and I know there's a lot that's been going on and I have been paying attention to the news up there in fact i did a poll i've never done a poll before i did a poll on Twitter the other day and I was like who's the biggest tool uh, and it was the choices were Gavin Newsom uh, uh, Justin Trudeau or Beto and you would think that most of the people who follow me are not from Canada 
and Justin Trudeau swept that poll, guys. I have He's to a winner. He was over He's a winner. Yeah, yeah. of the votes. <laughs> People know what a tool he is. Oh, so yeah. That's what I know about Canada. Uh, why don't you guys just give me, um, whoever would like to, just your take on what's been unfolding there in the past couple of years. Go patriarchy. You can start first, Christian. No, 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 not this time. You go. You go. <laughs> okay. What's happening in Canada? Is that is that just in general? Is that the question? I mean, just in general. I think. <laughs> wow. Here, think how much time you have. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, but I mean, here I think it's uh, it's probably the similar, but there might be some interesting differences. Like here, I would say, if somebody asked me what's been happening in America, I would say um, there is a tight control over the media and entertainment. Yes. Like celebrities, they're all speaking in lockstep um, over mm -hmm. most all of the democratic party and even parts of the Republican party, like they're all speaking the same stuff. They're pushing false narratives. They're calling what's false, true and what's true, false, um, engaging in a lot of projection and gaslighting of the American people. And we've had, we've seen um, a loss of personal liberties and also, I mean, uh, pro private property rights. Mm -hmm. And it's concerning. Yeah, so, so we, we're basically you guys, except for we're what you're heading towards. So I, yeah. I would like to say this is a warning show to Americans because yeah. we are basically that, what you just described in a nutshell. Times to the end. Yeah, time, exactly. Times <laughs> 10. Because we have so much centralized government control. We don't have state autonomy like you have state autonomy. So we have some provincial autonomy for education, healthcare, but there's so much centralized government bureaucracy touching everything that we do. And it's all out of Ottawa. So that's a huge issue here. Plus, we have the lovely tax-funded media, places like the CBC, and then we have massive subsidies for all of the other media, including mm -hmm. our conservative opponent media. It's all the same pool. And same with our establishment parties, same idea. You know, they're all kind of preaching the same narrative. There's things you just can't discuss. You don't discuss abortion in Canada. It's a, it's a foregone conclusion. We love that stuff up here. We're inviting all you Americans to come up and do it. Right. it it's crazy up here how woke we are. I feel like we've completely lost the plot. We are fully ideologically moving at crazy speeds full ahead off of a cliff. Um, America feels like it has a chance because you have a constitution. We don't even have that. We don't have a right to free speech. We don't have a right to bear arms. We have a, a piece of paper that we've learned over the pandemic means very, very little. Our, our Charter of Rights and Freedoms means almost nothing because it can be superseded by the state at any time. So it's been really eye-opening. I don't know about you, Christian, but this last couple of years, I knew it was bad, but I had no idea how little checks and bounds there are in Canada for dealing with things turning into tyranny and we don't have yeah. very many that's what i've learned the, the state still has a few you guys have some processes you have to go through mm -hmm. to, to sort of take over as a as one person taking over the nation we don't have that that's kind of my my nutshell Forty thousand foot bird's eye view yeah but that that makes sense yeah the, the the pandemic basically showed us that we don't have a charter <laughs> and we don't have a constitution because if someone coughs somewhere someone can just say well that's it someone coughed so you don't have any right to anything. I mean, we've had checkpoints between provinces. That's never mm -hmm. been seen in the history of our country. If I wanted to go to New Brunswick, which is another province, there was a checkpoint and you had to declare, you had to fill in a government form stating why going there was essential for you or if you were wow. vaccinated. Yeah. So imagine a, a checkpoint between uh, Texas and, and Alabama or Texas and, mm -hmm. and Arkansas. New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's all of that, except you don't even have the presumption of these rights that you're, that you're, yeah. that are supposed to be protected. 
I think, um, I think yeah. the, the people who wrote our charter or our constitution, uh, they were a little bit more um, sneaky in the sense that, like, I think, I think the the American Constitution has this very idealistic, naive thing where it's absolute when it's great because it survives. It survives time, you know. It's 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 real. People take it seriously. But here it's like, oh, we're just going to put in this provision that says, well, it's nice on paper, but if anything happens, eh, it doesn't. It doesn't mean really. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't mean really anything. mean anything. It's <laughs> a uh, feel-good piece of paper. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And I've been like at the beginning of this crisis, what I was telling my 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 friends was like, the courts are going to get us out of here because they can't. Like everything they're doing is illegal. So the courts are just going to say, you can't do that. But the courts have been just, they've been in lockstep. They have. We don't have yeah. about, we don't have opposing power. That's the thing. We just have one monolith of power and everyone's on board. Yeah. Right. Even opposing parties just turn into little coalitions to do whatever they want to do and take over. Right now, our NDP, which is the farther left party, is kind of joining up with the, the liberals. So they're just a big super party now. It's like a super majority and they're just pushing through leftist policy like crazy. They're actually discussing at this point, um, they're debating it now, whether 16 year olds should vote in the House of Commons. And it yes. wouldn't surprise me if it passed. The NDP actually had that on their um, their policy or on their platform, I think this last election. And I'm sure the Green Party had it on their policy in 2019. I recall knocking it quite a bit then. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that, that all those those three parties are probably going to come together and say, sure, why not? Because of course it would benefit them. That's mm -hmm. the group that they're trying to target. That's the ones that are obsessed with the the climate eco stuff. That's the ones that are are being indoctrinated at this time. So it's it's kind of nuts. We are That's really the ones are just that on our children. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. You know exactly. that. Yeah. You can't. You can't drink, but you can. You can vote. Yeah, um, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Uh, yeah, there's so many things going on here at the same time, and they all point in a really bad direction. And every week, I just I dread the headlines that I'm going to see. I dread what's going to come next. It's awful. Mm -hmm. Do you have any um, desire or or? Would you want? To, are you considering leaving Canada, Kelly? Is it just Christian, or are you also like I want to get out of here? Or yeah, we we've been there? making yeah we've been making Plan Bs and Cs. We're sort of stuck here for the moment. Um, I'm I'm like you, Carrie. I'm a person of faith, so I'm sort of just trying to follow where where God is leading. And I think we are to be here for now. Um, it just seems to be everything's working in that direction. But we do have Plan Bs and Cs in place to go either south to to the states if it's ever able. Uh, my husband has. He's actually from like the third the third influx of the the pilgrims way back when, so that's pretty cool. So he's got some pretty staunch history. I also have history in North Dakota through my grandma. So I think it's in our blood, and we both would like to return there. But as Christian said, it's not that easy, even without the vaccine mandates. There's the the visa issue, which is tough. So I see people in the chat saying we should just walk across the southern border. I've heard yeah. that a few times. I've looked at as other places. <laughs> yeah, right, Costa Rica, etc. Um, my husband's into crypto, so you know we try to look at places that are a little more free in that respect but i don't know where to go the, the world's gone mad and the states yeah. is looking it, it was such a, a bastion of freedom and i still see many individual states like that and, and individual americans like that at least you guys will stand up and fight we won't do that we just culturally we're just so pushed over we don't have that basis of liberty you have yeah. we were just more monarchy moved over to another country you guys rebelled from the monarchy so i feel like that's part of our downfall we just don't have we're too apathetic, we're too nice, we're too genteel, and we're just heading in a really bad 
direction. I don't know where things are going to go. Yeah, I'd leave if I could. I'd leave right now if I could. It's yeah, just I wouldn't be simple. I feel stuck. But at least I'm in Saskatchewan. It's the only place I feel that's yeah. left other than Alberta, maybe that's has any sanity. All conservative uh, MPs voted in, representatives, mm-hmm. basically. And uh, yeah, it's a little more normal, old school, rural, flyover country. Think North Dakota. That's kind of where I'm at. So yeah. flyover country. Yeah. So what about the resistance? Are there people? Is there a growing? I know you say the culture is a little different and you're more like Canada's more like pushovers. But this trucker rebellion that we saw, that was impressive. And watching it here from the States, I remember people asking, why didn't Texas truckers do this? Yeah. And it's like, well, it, it was, was impressive. impressive. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the, what about the resistance? Is there a growing sense I wouldn't of say it's discontent? growing. I'd say it has grown and it is what it is. And, yeah. Uh, and that's it's not enough. Is. It's not yeah, enough. It's not and, a- and we're so big that, that you have, sure, you have these pockets of freedom groups and protests, but we're not, you see these mass protests in the UK and in the EU, you know, people are crowded together in thousands and thousands. It, the, the protests at Ottawa, the Freedom Convoy, was the first time we saw mass numbers. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just pockets. We're just too big and we can't seem to get enough people to make a difference. And, and you can't get enough people in the right voting regions where all the votes matter to make a difference politically. And I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. problem. I think I think I think it was our best shot, the trucker mm-hmm. convoy, and it was I think it was handled by the the protesters themselves perfectly. Like yes. it, it's like the best outcome that could happen up to up until the point where Trudeau just sent in the, his his Stasi to clear the streets, and yeah. to no to no uh, nobody cared when he cleared the street. Everyone was like because. The media is entirely controlled, so you, you only had one narrative. If, you, if we're not watching Rebel News, which is the one I'm watching, but I mean, uh, if you're watching anything that's on regular TV or even mainstream uh, online social media, all you're getting is what are they complaining about? Why are they there? Thank God, at last, the citizens of Ottawa can have peace. Uh, they were traumatized, you know, phantom oh, yeah. honking. We literally yes. had articles about phantom honking, honking syndrome. Wait, syndrome, like trauma. Yeah, go ahead. You were you, so you traumatized <laughs> that they could still hear truck honkings even when there were no <laughs> truck honkings. That's how I'm with the siren here every day. That's okay. it. That's it. You were the only one hearing it. I wasn't hearing it. <laughs> I didn't really hear it either. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just a little bit, actually. It's it's not that yeah. perceptible. But, oh god! Uh, and, yeah, and and there was the Rolling Thunder protest, like I think two weeks ago, where yeah. it was bikers that went to Ottawa just to do a pass around the 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 war memorial, the the war um, uh, veteran uh, monument, and mm-hmm. the people of Ottawa were like, "We've already been traumatized enough." They're trying to turn like the 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 trucker protest into January six, which January six is not even January six, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's great- so. It's it's just it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. They found you know one or two bad bags with with flags who arguably could be planted, and they just yeah. use that to run the Nazi narrative the entire yeah. time. Meanwhile, there's little kids and bouncy castles and barbecues and concerts and freedom flags. Like it was just such a nice uniting, unifying. You know, I have some friends that went out there and did independent journalism and talked yeah. for hours with people and just hearing their stories. And it, the opposite world that people are living in when they believe our media is stunning to me. They live in a different universe and it's not reality. And that's the reality though that we're heading towards. We're heading towards a strange false. It does feel like 
there's some sort of weird parallel universe going on in Canada and yeah. I didn't realize Clown I world. entered it. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's like that um the the invasion of the body snatchers movie. Like well, I just imagine everyone if especially if you're in one of those really blue cities, everyone's just looking to see who's like one, not one of us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like not you. <laughs> Um, I can't wait for tomorrow to, for the mass mandates to be gone. And just, yeah, I'll you go, guys are I'll, just dealing with that now. I'll go out, yeah, I'll go out and see like just how bad the damage is because wait, I, yeah, you're in Ottawa, Montreal, Montreal. Gosh, see, <laughs> <I'm> terrible. <laughs> you're in Montreal. Yeah, they still have a mass mandate. Quebec still has a mass mandate. Yeah, the whole province. Do people, of Quebec. do people actually comply still? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think in the last two weeks, I started to notice a little bit of relaxation. You see a lot more masks under the nose. But before that, I mean, you can't enter a store without a mask. You'll be told by the clerk. You'll be told by a client. You'll be told. You'll be told. You can't imagine yeah. it. You can't imagine yeah. it. Like I've spent, as someone who spent the last five and a half months in the U.S., you can't imagine what life here is like. It's, it's bizarre, Carrie. It's people don't treat each other normal. Even in my wonderful, you know, rural kind of warm and fuzzy country area where people just didn't, people are so common sense, but people have changed. It's really shifted that oh. intense propaganda. Yeah. Oh. I hear music. No, oh, me. there we go. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, it's it's people are different and it's really sad. You see a lot of um fear. And I mean you have that in the States. That's everywhere, right? You guys had the same propaganda, but it's really, really noticeable here and it's really shifted. And yeah, people are compliant. People are we were considered the outliers. People made fun of us in the media. Oh, Saskatchewan's got a low vaccination rate. We have 82% vaccinated <laughs> double. It's crazy. We have really high vaccine rates in Canada. I think upwards of 90% mm -hmm. that are double jabbed, right? Yeah. So all of this stuff, always a guilt trip in Saskatchewan's just all oh, those conservatives don't care about anybody else. And it really got to people because the worst thing you can tell a Canadian is that they're selfish and mean. You know, it seems like people just don't want to be called mean. They're so scared of it. And and that messaging worked. I have to say 75% of the people that got jabbed were probably done out of coercion or just because this carrot was dangled in front of them. We're going to open up, you guys, if you just do this one more thing. Just 70% with this many people jabbed, just this many masks. You have to be complying. You know, it's going to go away. And people believed it, and they believed it right to the bitter end even in my province, very few people went maskless until about three days post mask mandate ending. And then they felt comfortable. And it's, it's just, it's hard to see people have lost, again, they've lost the plot and they they're living in an alternate reality. And I feel sorry for a lot of folks because it's a scary, dismal reality where everybody's a biohazard and there's no yeah. hope. I don't want to live like that, but that's yeah. how Canada feels. Default, it's, it's, default, default human is a pathogen now. Mm -hmm. Yes. It, and it's psychologically, like, to your point, both your points, it it affects you. It affects you over a long period of time. And Absolutely. I've even known people who have moved here to Texas, which is has been a bit more free, especially mm -hmm. outside of Austin. If you're in some of the smaller towns outside of Austin, it's been more free. I mean, during the two years of lockdowns and mask wearing, I never really wore a mask. Uh, I can count mm -hmm. the number of times on one hand. Mm -hmm. um, and I would choose. And I would just flout the ones that did have mandates like the stores, I would just go in and find out which ones enforced it or not. And a lot of them didn't enforce it. They would just mm -hmm. let me walk in maskless, even though they had signs. So it, it, it was that kind of like, just very kind of, um, even in places where we had the mandates, a lot of times they weren't enforced. It was sort of lax, I guess is the way. 
Mm. And but I've I've known people who've moved here to a more lax place from a place like California where it was very strict. And um, even if they're freedom loving people and they're moving here for the freedom, having spent time in that environment, it takes a while to untrain your brain because now you're viewing every human as this yeah. potential biohazard, as you said, Christian. Yeah. And it's just a yeah. And for it's, me, it, it took for yeah. me it took five seconds. It took five really? seconds to be gone. <laughs> absolutely gone. Like Did you people, love Texas? Oh, I loved it. I, I miss it so much. And, <laughs> and you want to know the, the funny thing? So I spent six, five and a half months in the States. I hung out with you guys. I hung out with lots of people, all like 40, 50% vax. Come back here, spend two weeks after my quarantine, go visit my dad who's triple jabbed. And I got COVID. <laughs> what? What? I got I got COVID. I got COVID the first afternoon I hung out with in back here with someone fully vaccinated in mask mandated Quebec. I get COVID. Did they think you picked it up in filthy Texas? No, no, because <laughs> yeah. no, because when I came back, I, I had to stay at home for two weeks. I couldn't even leave my house for two weeks when wow. I came back. Oh, oh the wow. yeah, the okay, quarantine yeah, stuff a... is intense. Yeah. Wow, I can't yeah. imagine. Again, that's just a mind f. Because that includes going to the grocery store. Like you, you can't me go I can't to the leave grocery my store. house. That's yeah. your... And they will call and they will show up and they will harass you. When I went to the states last year oh, for yeah. surgery and came back, we were on a medical exemption and we weren't supposed to have to quarantine. But imagine that the government screwed up and the two departments didn't inform each other, the border and the health departments. And so we just fought with bureaucracy for four days while I was trying to recover from surgery. And the government was calling me while I was sick and puking. And I was so mad. That was actually the moment that I took my Canadian flag out front. We have a wooden flag for decor and I actually threw it in the garbage. I was so mad. When we drove back from the States, we hit the border because we, we drove down, flew, because there was at that time, I believe it was, we couldn't fly, but we could drive down there. And so we flew down and when we hit the border and came into Canada, the the, the energy changed. I don't want to say that because I'm an old New Age, I don't want to sound all woo-woo, but it, it shifted. We went to that border place and there was someone denying a man entry whose wife was going through chemo. She was a Canadian citizen. They were married and he wanted to go visit her in treatment, but he took the wrong test and had to drive two hours back. And he was almost in tears and they were refusing him. And I just said to my husband, where the hell are we? What is this country? This isn't, Sick. this isn't the country I love. Yeah. And I'm reading these, this, the warnings. And if you do not do this test, you will be fined $750,000. If you don't mm. do the PCR test, if you do not answer the phone calls, if you, this, mm -hmm. here's a number, here's a punishment. If it read like, China. And I, I just felt oh, yeah. so uncomfortable and I didn't even want to be here anymore. It's and that's kind of where it started. Government tyranny out of control. It's authoritarianism. It's, it's every for our health. Yeah. yeah. Every and I got, government I got... that we've heard about throughout history that's done horrible things. That's what the Canadian government's doing. And as an outsider, and I'm sorry, I'll let you finish Christian, but as an outsider, yeah. when I saw Trudeau, who is an authoritarian, calling the truckers who are fighting for more freedoms for people, calling them authoritarians. That's when I was like, this guy's a psychopath. Because oh, he's, he's a inverting, psychopath. Yeah. He's inverting they, reality. They, they called me twice during my quarantine. So every day you get sent this email that you have mm -hmm. to fill in this form on the internet. But twice an actual human being called me. And it's funny because it's they, they're calling you as a, oh, we care about you and we want to know that you're all right. But really they're asking questions. To, they're asking you to snitch on yourself, right? They're That's like, right. So, so uh, what do you do to get fresh air? Must be hard, right? Are, are you going you, outside uh, your zone? Are, are, you go, are you going outside your <laughs> house? No, I just opened the windows. Oh, okay. 
You didn't wow. have visitors, right? You didn't have visitors. We actually, oh, like, we didn't it's have true. Visitors. We we felt like we couldn't do anything. It was, we had to grab something from the groceries and my, we did, we ran out of eggs and my husband grabbed eggs and I was like, you weren't supposed to do that. That's illegal. <laughs> right? just, you feel like you're going to get, you know, and really the cops are probably not going to do anything, but they get that fear instilled in you, that uh -huh. sense of, I'm being watched. Yeah. I'm being surveillanced. You know, it's, it's not yeah. comfortable. And I'm not a I'm a law abiding, taxpaying citizen. I feel like at this point, especially being unvaxxed in my own country, I am a pariah. I am treated worse than sex offenders. I don't have the rights of people that have been in prison. It's it's really awful. You feel like you've done something so terribly like, wrong by having the, the wrong opinions. What are some of the, the restrictions there for for vac like for COVID and everything? Well, basically yeah. now it's just travel so domestic yeah. travel train if you live in ontario there's lots of places that still have it there's certain universities that are upholding it i think a court case just went through that upheld the university's right i think it was in ontario to continue to require vaccine mandates for everyone they won't even accept religious exemptions they denied six people or something so that's a common one my husband is having a terrible time finding work he left his job because of the mandates with government uh provincial government last year and now he can't find work because a bunch of industries that he's trained in, they don't care, but they're federally regulated. So mines and the oil field, there's certain places where they have federal regulations, so they have to uphold this mandate. So it's affecting a lot of work. It's affecting all of that kind of stuff. And then there's still places that they are having issues visiting family in hospitals. My province dropped everything. Once our premier said, hey, we're done. We were the first ones in Canada the, to drop vaccine and yeah. masks. After yeah, the and the truckers... truckers Exactly. Yeah, after, the truckers yeah. were huge. That's Scott Moe, like, good on Scott Moe that he saw he the He was truckers, one of the best. He, he saw the truckers and he was like, okay, we're, we're done, essentially. We're done. Yeah, he supported them openly, yeah. which was really nice, and said that it was nonsensical and it didn't prevent transmission and this was silly. And, you know, so we're better than most, but, okay. but even here, we're still feeling that crunch. So mm -hmm. if you go to Ontario, Quebec, it's, it's, it's nuts. Well, I, uh, I have a... I heard that you have a compilation, Christian, of some of yeah. Trudeau's best moments. Well, it's actually uh, uh, my friend Viva Fry do, who posted this this morning. But he's it's kind of an old clip. But yeah, it's a compilation. I I'd like to see it because I yeah. queued up Me something. Too. But this is probably better. The small fringe minority, people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. They are putting at risk their own kids and they're putting at risk our kids as well. Those people are putting us all at risk. Those people are putting us all at risk. The behavior on display this weekend does not represent you. Oui, on va s'en sortir de cette pandémie par la vaccination. Puis on sait, on en connaît tous des gens qui sont en train d'hésiter un petit peu. On va continuer d'essayer de les convaincre. Mais il y a aussi des gens qui sont farouchement opposés à la vaccination. Ils sont extrémistes. Qui wow, they are extremists. They don't believe in science. Un, They're often misogynist and racist. mais qui prend de la place. Et là, il faut faire un choix en tant que leader, en tant que pays. Est-ce qu'on 
Do we tolerate these people? <laughs> or do we say, hey, most of the people, 80% are vaccinated. We want to come back to things we like doing. Uh, I can't watch him. Oh, I never watch him. Okay, well, I actually, Pirate, can you go ahead and cue up the, the clip I sent you of him from yesterday? This is just a silly one, so... I thought we could just cleanse the palate. It's still a traditional clip, but um, I think it might start somewhere in the... Oh, no. It, yeah, this is only 23 seconds. Yeah, hit play. And what do you and your family do to cut back on plastics? Uh, we uh, uh, we have uh, recently switched to drinking uh, water bottles out of uh, water out of uh, when we have water bottles uh, out of a plastic... Uh, sorry, away from plastic towards uh, paper... Um, like drink box water bottles sort of things. There's... And what do you... <laughs> yeah. He's either psychopathic or lame. I mean, those are the two versions of Trudeau you can get. What is What was happening there? That was like a Biden. He pulled a Biden. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, that's not his yeah, finest I moment. Have, I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's it's like one of those things where his brain is somewhere else probably and he's not even thinking about what he's saying and just stumbling over i don't know that crap yeah. um yeah i definitely i think he's a i think he is a mentally unwell person that's just what i think because i don't think you can i think some people can live in yes very large amounts of self-delusion and come out of it at some point i don't think he's in self-delusion i think he's one of those people who's very conscious that he's turning things oh, yeah. upside down <laughs> that's just my gut on him um I think I don't think he's a I don't think he's a good man. Oh no, no, for sure. No, that's a wolf in sheep sheep's clothing. I mean, he preaches a lot of tall. Canadians are all about supporting each other. Yes, and tolerance except these and people. diversity. That's right. Except, except these, these horrible people. people. Yeah. yeah, except for those scum over yeah. there, right? He's a he's a nightmare. He's a nightmare. And the more woke he sounds, the worse he gets. Um, I saw a comment in the chat too from someone watching about the Métis not trusting him. And I don't I don't think you guys use that term. Uh, so Métis are people that are of Aboriginal ancestry as well as they've had a parent who is also European, often French or British, mm. very common in my region. Um, Métis and Aboriginal people were treated pretty awfully by the government very well throughout the years, still now. Yeah. They're terrible, they're treated terribly, but they're used as pawns, much like Black people are used in the States constantly as a pawn mm. from the left. They claim that they have the market on compassion for that group of people, but they don't have a, a say, and anybody who speaks out of whatever their narrative should be is considered, you know, a, a traitor to their own race and all of the horrible terms come out. So we're having all that same stuff up here and, and the stuff that's happening um, with, with the pandemic, it really is disproportionately affecting minorities and it is disproportionately, disproportionately affecting Aboriginal people who are understandably so a little bit leery to just do whatever the government tells them when it comes to something like the bodily autonomy discussion. So um, it's interesting to see, like, it really is the opposite of what they claim is what's happening. So if you want to know what Canada is like, hear what Trudeau is saying. And then the opposite is kind of what's actually it. going on. Yeah. Just like a psychopath. Flip it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hit. Uh, we've got two super chats. Thank you, guys. Uh, Kent. Kent, do you know him? He says, so. Uh, yes. Yes, I can't. I know him through Twitter and through, I think, was it Gracie? Maybe I first met Kent. Right on. How's it going, Kent? Hi, Kent. He says, Alberta and Alberta. 
Alberta does rule. I, I love Saskatchewan, but Alberta is my sister province. I, yeah, it's also great, full of, you know, quote, rednecks. I don't know if I can say that. I got myself <laughs> suspended on Twitter once calling myself a redneck as a joke. So what? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Twitter That's chaos like, knows uh, no bounds. <laughs> yeah, they will use sarcasm against you on Twitter. That's one thing they'll do. Twee girl. Thank you, Twee girl. She gives us five Canadian dollars. What are those worth today? Okay. Uh, she says, I can still hear Trudeau's lisp. It is horrifying. I think you can get one loaf of bread and some milk for that. So, yeah. We're <laughs> a fraction of a tank of gas. Right. Um, so, uh, I, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I wanted you guys to fill me in on Canada. But I also, uh, some weeks there's not a lot that's on my mind. This week, there happened to be some things that I saw yesterday that just kind of have been weighing on me. I want to talk about... Uh, well, let's talk about the funny one first instead of saving it for the end. Myth Informed, they're the ones who put on the Better Discourse Conference. Yeah. They do great research. They're always digging up interesting things online, like different DEI trainings and stuff. They dug up this, this company that produces um, train apparently training videos for DEI workshops. Now, I didn't believe this at first. I thought this must be parody. This must be someone mocking a DEI video because it's so i don't know if you so bad this, you saw it, <laughs> i thought it was parody them. too i thought, I thought yeah. so too i'm still hopeful that someone's <sighs> gonna be like coming out from behind the curtain and say gotcha uh, massive troll yeah yeah massive troll let's just uh pirate let's queue up the first one of those it's just so over this this is what leftists <laughs> think america is like yeah in 2022 <laughs> Monkeys are back at it again. I'll what? teach them a lesson they won't forget. Who does? Who does this? Oh, yeah. Bringing out the whip. What? what? All the time. Hey! <laughs> what did I tell you, criminals, about coming back to my neighborhood? Oh, no, Roy, let's just get out. Of here. No, Vince. I won't let her ruin our fun. We aren't breaking any laws by having fun here at the park. I won't let you intimidate us anymore. Are you talking back to me, boy? <laughs> I guess you forgot who used to own your kind, and I'm about to remind what? you of that right now. Unbelievable. That hurts. Don't you touch him, or I will knock your teeth out. Roy, hang on. I'll get some help. Oh, look. You disabled, crippled piece of trash. No one's coming for you. You're not worth it. You and your kind, you are worthless. Now, it's been what, 180 years since slavery was abolished? Dion. And I'm gonna give you a lash for every year that that God-given right was taken away from me. I don't care. You can try and hurt me, but care. you won't break my spirit. <laughs> not to be afraid of evil the acting like is you. just and where's your mama now huh it's just you and me so let's have a little fun <laughs> his mama is right here <laughs> nobody messes with my boy like that lady you ought to be ashamed of yourself vince call the cops and tell them that there's a lunatic at the park going around with me <laughs> just another day in america right <laughs> uh Okay, I have some updates on this. So people in the chat, look, you're <laughs> a lot of people are saying this must be satire. It has to be parody. That's what I thought. 
It's yeah. not. Me too. So, okay. It's not. I don't know if you've, uh, you've seen the Douglas Murray's uh, latest book, The War in the West. No, I haven't seen the So there was a, a Dominican friar going on campus, and people thought that was a KKK member. So they put the campus on lockdown until they found him because they thought there was an open KKK member going on campus with a whip trying to find minorities to whip. And turns out it was just a friar with a kind of apparel that kind of looked like a whip. So, I mean... It's not... It's... I don't know. It... it, (laughs) It it belies believe like we don't I, I, the reason we think it's parody is because you ha, you look at this and you're like how could anybody think that this is representative of what America is like or right. what white people are like I think I know or, people I think but I some know people, people who would watch this and and think this is real good real I don't okay, know there's two more there's one I won't I I don't know if we should watch them or not I'll just tell you the premise of each one. There's one where a white cop pulls over a black guy and tells him to get out of this neighborhood. Don't you come back here again. And then he gets called in. Then the next day he gets called into the office and it turns out that the black guy he pulled over is also a cop and he gets his comeuppance. Um, And then there's a third one they they found, uh, same company put it out and it's two white cops they look like more like small town sheriffs yeah i think I've and seen that one. they get called in loitering uh, loitering they arrest yes. a black guy for loitering <laughs> and they see they find some random rope in a track they're like go get that yeah, rope go get that and rope. they wrap him up in rope and and it, it just it's funny because they cuff him first then they throw him on the ground like you yeah. don't need to throw him on the ground if he's already cuffed so they cuff him they throw him on the ground then they pull him back up they get the rope and they tie him up and it's like it everything is wrong with that clip Everything. Actually, pirate, pull that one up. Don't pull the cop. (laughs) Don't pull up the cop pulling over the guy, but pull up the silly one with the rope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll watch that. Then I'm going to tell you a little bit about this company. You ready to make your first arrest for the Mango Park Police Department? How do you know we're going to arrest him? We haven't even talked to him yet. Oh, come on, Mark. You heard the radio call. The suspect's black. Loitering. What more do you need to know? I don't know. Maybe he's innocent. (laughs) Well, whatever. All right, Mark. Hello, young man. They pay these hey, actors officers. $75 oh, We got a complaint about someone fitting your description loitering around here. Oh, really? No complaints around here. I'm just waiting on my friend. Do you have any ID on you? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. So tell me, Mr. James Washington, what are you doing? <laughs> well, officer. <laughs> Me and my friend are going to a game, and I'm just waiting for him to pick me up. Can you pause oh, it for a second, Pirate? Today. Most a lot of people on on Twitter after Myth Informed dug these up. They were making the obvious joke that this is like porn acting, like I'm waiting for the plumber to arrive. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It's just so bad. It has that feeling, like right, like you're kind of mm-hmm. waiting for something naughty. Yeah. Okay, keep, keep going. <laughs> Day that you'll be seeing a game. Wait, what do you mean? You heard what I said. Officer, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just waiting for my friend. See that sign over there? Can you read it? Loitering? Really, officer? Mark, you got your handcuffs out? Yes, sir. What? Please handcuff <laughs> this man. Wait. What? 
What are you doing? <laughs> Stay still. Get down on one knee. Get down. Get down. I'll say the music. Down. All the way down. All the way down. <laughs> Don't make this any harder on yourself, boy. Get up. <laughs> Look at that rope over there. What? Yeah. Look at the, the rope is just like the woman had the whip. So how do we tie him up? With the rope? Yes, with this rope. I don't want to take any chances with this guy. But we have him in handcuffs already. So what? I don't, am I trying to resist again? Come on, just do what I say. That no, music it, is epic. Yeah. It's, it's not parody. <laughs> oh my God. What are you doing? What is happening? <laughs> By the way, if you go to the channel that makes All these, right, they them. have like 41 million views. We're heading back to the station. Yeah. Come on. Come I was on, expecting boy. them to get their horses. Like, let's get our horses. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. This is MAGA country. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can stop. You can stop there, pirate. Mm -hmm. It just gets more silly. It's it's. Yeah. yeah so this is like a whole kind of a. It's like a new kind of black exploitation. I think somebody said that in the chat. <laughs> Except the old black, the black exploitation films of the seventies, like the real black exploitation. Those were badass films, like Coffee and Foxy Brown, and it was like uh, black people who were uh, taking control and maybe breaking the law, a little like Dukes of the Hazard, but uh, <laughs> but in the black community, and they were and they were you know taking things into their own own hands and getting things done. This is a different kind of black exploitation. This is like. For white people, I think, to watch this and be like, oh, it's like victim porn. Black people are, oh, they're they're such victims. They need my help as a special white person. They need my yes. help. Exactly. Yeah. That's yes. exactly. How can I be a hero in this situation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it's terrible. So they have uh, the studio that produced these. This is what Myth Inform says. It says uh, uh, Generation Hope markets these, quote, inspiring videos to change makers like the diversity, equity, and inclusion departments. Um, their studio has some gems currently in production. These are from, these are, these are their actor notices. They're currently looking for actors for more of these DEI wow. films. And they're if anyone's interested. For, anyone in the chat. <laughs> uh, they're looking for, oh wait, just real quick. They're looking for a lead female, 20 to 29, ethnicity, Middle Eastern, a practicing Muslim woman that mostly keeps to herself and minds her own business. She is kind, genuinely empathetic, and charming. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we're looking also for a lead, white or European descent male who's 30 to 46, a blatantly racist, psychopathic <laughs> stalker. <laughs> he uses every opportunity he can to let the world know who he is, but also takes great lengths to try and hide some darker parts of himself. They have a whole bunch of these casting yeah. notices up. <laughs> That's anyway. great. But, but you know, like James Lindsay talks a lot about ESG these days, and I'm glad he does because this is such a this is such a scam. Basically, ESG is how your your company gets rated as far as uh, social responsibility and environmental responsibility and all of this. And this informs how uh, investment funds will invest in your you'll be included in investment fund, basically uh, portfolios. So if you hire, if you have a company, you just want the investment. You don't care. So you want a good ESG. So to have a good ESG, you have to have anti-bias training and anti-racism training. So you're just going to buy these videos. You're going to show them to your employees and then you're done. You don't care that the videos are crap. 
or that they're good. Your job is to get the e your ESG high enough that you're included in the in the funds. So if if you need to set up anti-racism training, you just pick these off the shelf and you're done. And these people make money with this. It's so bad. It is, okay, so it is very, very bad. I saw one of these on the YouTube page where it was posted. They had questions in the uh, descriptionary of the video. So, and as if, again, this is like, as if they don't realize they're making crap full of just like crappy <laughs> assumptions about what America's like. They, they, they put in there, you know, like, how would you react to the, the basketball one with the lady with the whip? How would you react if you saw someone doing this? You know, you know, as if people are like, what? like, I mean, really? Like, yeah. how, of course you would be like, this is a crazy freaking woman with a whip. Like, She's a serial killer. It's a criminal minds episode, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, I've, it, it would, it, I would take it more seriously. Look, Prejudice exists. Racial prejudice. Of course, exists. it does. Yeah, we we all. So does gender based prejudice. I agree, it exists. Um, they, they, but but you could pick a realistic scenario and give per, a person a real question. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like that's why it looks like parody because it's over the top. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have much else to add. I just wanted to see. So you guys laugh at that it was just good for that was a good for a laugh, that was I, good for I, a laugh yeah. I appreciate that although probably in the long run these sorts of things are actually horribly dividing us as nations and people but it's like you might as well laugh because it's happening anyway so you have to laugh where you can or you go crazy they have 40 some of them have 41 million views we should start making these kind of videos yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> just <laughs> terrible acting just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or make or not me, but someone should make a porn that starts with this kind of media. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like so the whip. <laughs> yeah, the whip. Yeah. Yeah, everyone carries a whip. Well, every white lady carries a whip when she walks in the park, just in case. You never know. I know I have one in my purse. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Okay, that was silly. Yes. <laughs> what else is on what else is on your mind? I have a few more things, but what are you guys thinking about lately? Go ahead, Christian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're well, the one I, in true clown world. So. Yeah, I'm in true. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see. I'm 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 expecting tomorrow like still 80% mask wearing everywhere. That's sort of my even though the mandates lift, I my mind's on that right now. Like what's it gonna look like? Uh, oh, when they lift the mandate. The, when they lift the mandate. Because, like, I've been to the southern U.S. and you still see, even in Florida, you're going to be walking in the park and you're going to see someone with a mask by themselves taking a walk in the middle of the park. You're like, that person's broken. They're broken forever. Uh, <laughs> we're not, we're not uh, saving that person. Uh, she's going to be wearing a mask. He's going to be wearing a mask until the end of time. Uh, Can I tell you, I had a... So we're renovating this new old house yeah. and uh, had problems with the internet. And we had an internet guy come over yesterday. Now I know this is not company policy. Sometimes they have very restrictive company policies. Yeah. It's not company policy. Cause I had a different technician from the same company a week or two ago and he was great. And like a normal human, the guy that came yesterday had a mask, goggles, plastic gloves, and those physician booties over his feet. And wow. it was just awkward. It was to so fix awkward. The internet. <laughs> Plus, he told me I had to lock my dog in another room, which the other guy had not done. And I was just thinking, 
makes sense. He's a person clearly with like control issues and anxiety about people and humans. And I just, it, it was fine. He came to do a job. He did the job, but I just couldn't help but thinking about him afterwards. Just like, what is that like? Especially yeah, what is that like? Exactly. That's what I wonder. Where nobody's wearing them anymore. Uh -huh. And you're wearing gloves, booties. You're setting yourself maybe, apart from everyone. Yeah, maybe he actually had COVID. He just didn't want to give it. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very ge a generous potential. <laughs> Give him the Is benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Very Canadian, a Canadian yes. generosity. Very, I told you this would be a nice, polite conversation. <laughs> just so charming. <laughs> How can I say this diplomatically? Yeah. <laughs> In a Trudeau voice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just thought it was sad. I think you're going to see a lot of that in, well, you know, if I go into Austin, I see more people who are still wearing yeah. them, even after yeah. we got rid of our mandate a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a lot of the businesses, you'll probably have this there too, Christian. A lot of the the businesses in Austin are woke and mm -hmm. they need to virtue signal online and let you know they're woke. And so after uh, Governor Abbott did away with the mandate, uh, a, a lot of the the ones that I follow, like even some of my favorite thrift stores and stuff down in Austin, they all did the virtue signaling posts. Like we believe in science, so we're going to yeah. continue to require the mask. You know, it's like okay, the right. script, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is way off topic, but I, I seem to recall there was some talk in the green room about some Madonna images that might be fun oh. to look at. Unless you don't want to get into that. But I, I seem to recall no. there being some discussion about this, and I was kind of well, looking forward to it. <laughs> I want to, we don't want to watch the videos because they're really they're awful. Uh, graphic. It's, disturbi but, it's disturbing, um, actually. Let's but I, I liked your, I do, I do like your tweet about it, though, Carrie. I liked your, um, you were very honest about your thoughts on Madonna, and I appreciated that. <laughs> oh, appreciated <thanks>. that. <laughs> Pirate, pull up that news article, but. Let's be careful not to show the video. So yeah, I was gonna say there's probably like YouTube, yeah, community right. guideline things, right? Yeah, Madonna reveals fully nude NFTs and a shocking 3D model of her <laughs> vagina. Okay, so if you go and look at this, there's some very not safe for work images here. Uh, you can see one there, but it, if we're not gonna play the video, if you turn the video on, you're gonna see close-ups of her lady parts and all kinds of woodland creatures coming out and like a big bro a broccoli stall. It looks like broccoli, but it's a big green tree growing. And then, there it um, is. yeah, there's the broccoli. That's and the image uh, I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, more stuff like this and yeah, you can take, you can take that down now. Ah, uh, yeah. so, so it, it looks like she's in a laboratory and there's this uh, mechanical arm and there's green tree stuff growing out. So I just said, this is going to make things a bit more serious, but I'll say this. It, it, it just occurred to me. This isn't the only thing I've seen from her recently. That's disgusting. If you go to her Instagram, it's just a ton of highly filtered. So first of all, she's gotten so much plastic surgery. She's 63. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. she's gotten so much plastic surgery. It's hard to recognize her, but then she uses all these crazy filters, like the ones that make you look like an anime character with big eyes. <laughs> and she um, takes all these pictures. Like she took one, where she was in her knickers and she was like under the bed, like all these trying to be really sexy graphically over the top revealing pictures. And I think she got into a back and forth with a, was it LL Cool J? Who was it that called her out and said, nobody wanted to see your 63 year old. I don't know. Uh, 
parts. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, I'm not about to feed a Madonna as I should be. I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, me either. Apparently, someone in the chat, tell me who that was. There was some rapper who called her out, and then they had a back and forth, and she accused him of misogyny and ageism because he doesn't want to see a 63 year old in her knickers, you know, <laughs> posing uh, on the bed, and so. Oh, it's 50 Cent. It was 50 Cent. Oh, okay. Oh. 50 Cent. Got it. 50. 50. Yeah, I actually, I thank you. Thank you, Sonora Buddies. Yeah. It's been a while since he called her out, but I remember I read the, the post back then, and he was right on the money. And she flipped out, of course, because she's a victim of, oh, misogyny. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. only reason 50 wouldn't want to see me sprawled out on the bed like that must be ageism, and I'm such a victim, and um ageism as if as if age is just arbitrary <laughs> no it's yeah. not we're all it moves in one direction yeah. and it's not necessarily a fun one but you have to accept it whoa oh, oh. okay this is a thank you pirate for finding this this is a typical <laughs> post on her instagram it's freaking no, weird no. that is weird and then it's, she has a ton hmm. of go ahead no, I was just going to say that's interesting. It's such a, I, I don't understand. I'm trying, I always trying to wonder why people do something. What is your impetus? What are you thinking behind it? What's the psychology? And I just, I don't understand the direction. I'm, I'm not into Hollywood stuff, but there's something going on and there's a vapidness and an obsession with, it's like desperately clinging to the flesh yes. while just ignoring the soul. That's what I get the sense of. Yes. Ignoring reality, really. That too. <laughs> that too. Yeah, she's doing <laughs> because both. that's not. That looks like something that came out of a real doll factory. That's like those Bratz dolls, isn't they called Bratz dolls? Is that what yeah, that, that like looks that. like. Yeah, yeah, Sonora. They fear reality. They do. They mm -hmm. fear reality. It's yeah. an inversion mm -hmm. of reality. So she, I think, is a good. She's like living proof. In my opinion. She's living proof that if you worship, I think there's two different things to worship, two choices. Mm -hmm. You can worship God or you can worship the world. Worshiping the world, it looks all different kinds of ways. It could be worshiping yourself, worshiping drugs, worshiping money, fame, um, the government, you know, all kinds of things. Another person, but it's the world. All that's some form of the world. And I think mm -hmm. she's a great example of someone who's had all the world has to offer most of us will never be in her position of that much success and power and opportunity. And so, so she's had everything you could have that the world has to give you. And what has it done to her? It's turned her into this monster. It's like the world leaves you empty at the end of the day. What is she? She's obsessed with bodily functions. She's obsessed with herself as God, like this whole art thing with her vagina is all about how she's God and giving birth to the world. And, that's why we have to see these close-ups of her lady bits. And it's a, but it's a sort of like, she's a toddler. Like toddlers are, yeah. are obsessed with their own bodies and, and their filth. And, and it, it, it just leaves you wanting. And I look yeah. at her and I think there, but for the grace of God, go I. She's mm -hmm. a warning sign. That's what mm -hmm. she is. And she's a big enough celebrity. I can talk about her and, and, use her as an example to illustrate what I'm thinking about without it hurting her. She's never going to hear what I said about, you know? <laughs> um, so I can point to her and say, look, maybe that's what she's here for. This example of like, this is the path that the world will take you on. If you worship things of the world to nothing, this really yeah. pathetic, mm -hmm. pathetic place, cringe level, pathetic 
where you're you're a 63 year old woman trying to um, just continue looking younger and younger and to trying to cultivate this never ending like uh, pursuit of sex appeal that people must find you sexy and and mm -hmm. and there's nothing there. You're so empty. Her Instagram is just a bunch of pictures of her with her boyfriend. Who's, I think he's in his 20s. And they all looks like pictures that you would take in your 20s. Like she hasn't aged gracefully um, mm -hmm. in, into an attractive lady. She's she's become this macabre, just thirsty. I think I think here's what it is. All the world has to give you. It's not fulfilling. You, she is, you know, people use that phrase thirsty for women who are looking for attention. She is the most unquenchably thirsty person I've seen in the public sphere. And she's you, she's never going to get enough attention to fill her up. And um, my pastor read an, an interview with her a, a year or so ago. I couldn't find it. I, I, I'm going to try and find it later. But in it, it was very vulnerable and revealing. She was saying, basically, I'm going to paraphrase, but she was like, every success I've gotten only makes me feel like somebody for a little while. And then there's this gaping hole again, and I have to do more and more and more because I never feel like somebody. It always leaves me empty. All of these accomplishments. She's a very yeah. accomplished person and all of it. She's aware that all of it leaves her empty. Yeah. And and I just look at her and I'm like, okay, now here's the part people may not follow, follow me on. That This is why I believe Kanye West's conversion is real. When Kanye West came out and did his Jesus is King, Jesus is Lord album, whatever it was called, mm -hmm. I couldn't stop listening to that. And it was because I felt, I don't care what people think about him. I felt sincerity in his convert, his religious conversion and his experience with God because he's another person who's had all the world has to offer, found mm -hmm. it wanting, and instead of continuing to descend into that pit of nothing, went looking for something meaningful. Well, I got That's good good. news for you for as it what? comes to Madonna. Pirate, can you just put the link I just sent up? Oh, what is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> what am I looking at? Oh, wait, there Christian. you go. Christian, why don't oh, you read God. this? Madonna has some important matters to discuss with Pope Francis. I'm a good Catholic, I swear. This is like <laughs> 10 days old. <laughs> Scroll down. I don't. I haven't read the rest. Uh, uh, can you make I it just, just a little bit bigger? Pirate? I just saw the title. I, I remembered uh, hearing about her reaching out to the Pope. The sort of Madonna gets that she hasn't always done things the way the Church might prefer. But in a tweet <sighs> at Pope Francis, Pope Francis is on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but in a tweet at Pope Francis on Wednesday. May 4th, the singer said that she would like a second chance to make a first impression while asking for a private meeting with the, pont the pontiff to discuss some pressing issues. Uh, here's her tweet. Hello, uh, Pontifex Francis. I'm a good Catholic, I swear. I mean, I don't swear, Madonna tweeted. It's been a few decades since my last confession. Would it be possible to meet up one day to discuss some important matters? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I've been excommunicated three times. It doesn't seem fair, she added. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not Catholic, but okay. <laughs> yeah. This is interesting. I, yeah. I mean, she's just... She's I'm not just... Catholic either, so I don't know what that... Like, why do you get excommunicated? Yeah, I don't know all the logistics around the, you know, requirements for or against excommunication, but that's interesting. I'd love to look into that more. Carry on. Yeah. 
Well, it's just weird. So she's asking him on Twitter publicly for a private meeting yeah. so she can discuss important issues. What? Like Roe of the Wade soul oh, over Twitter? Or, oh, yeah. I, I'd like to discuss the eternity of my soul. Hey, hey, yeah. Twitter. Hey, you. Hey, yeah. you pay attention to me. That's weird. It's a, but like you said, it, it is an example. Again, though, it's like there's a reaching. Like you said, Carrie, there's an emptiness. There's something. And again, like you said, I don't, I don't know who in the audience is, is, of the Christian faith or, or has any faith at all, but there's that God size hole in your heart that you're always yes. seeking to fill and everything else just will not cut it. And it is an image that is kind of haunting because that is what we can all turn into if we create idols here yeah. on earth and, and choose to be uh, spiritually infantile essentially. And it's not a good, happy, fulfilling life. You know, the, the world might offer all these quote joys and shiny things, but it's not the same as the peace of Christ. It just isn't. I agree with you. I mean, I had that God-sized hole in my life. So Me that's too. why that's why I say there before the grace of God go I. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's pity looking at her. It's like, ugh, like this lady. Somebody has it right in the chat. I just saw that scroll by Jules. Says, go to your local priest. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, a narcissist won't go to their local priest no, quietly. They're going to the Pope. <laughs> they're right. going to publicly go to the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Madonna. I will speak to the top one. <laughs> While I'm naked because I'm Madonna. Right. <laughs> Straight to the top. <laughs> right. Right. To be, to humble yourself and go to a local priest and humble yeah. yourself below that priest. And I can't see her. I can't see her doing that anyway. Yeah. Um, well, do you have further thoughts? I mean, I know that's just a cultural thing, but I look at her and I was like, Wow. Okay. I just want to, I just want to say like, look, can people oh. see that path is wrong? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I, yeah. I think, I don't know who, what percentage look at her, follow mm -hmm. her genuinely and think it's, it's good versus people who just watch the train wreck. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd be curious to know like what, yeah. and it's impossible to find out, but I mean, how many people think, yeah, she's genuine. Look, she's just genuinely good Catholic. She's reaching out to the Pope. Uh, she wants yeah. to be a good person. She's 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 balanced. She's, she's well. She's also not asking him for some kind of in those public tweets. She wasn't. It wasn't about I want to be a good person. Like it wasn't sort of I want to discuss my soul. It was I have some important issues of the day to talk about with you, you know. Well, like, she's, yeah, like, yeah. Which, I mean, she's she's upset that she's been excommunicated three times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I want to have a say in this. In a way, it's it is it is her reaching to save her soul in the worst possible way. But it's very telling of our culture, and and like you said, Carrie, it is even though it's kind of a different topic than everything else we covered in the show, it's, it's very indicative, especially I see in Canada of just that secular postmodern debauchery that we kind of are, are honestly really getting into. It's just, it's a nightmare. What I see, nothing that is sacred is considered sacred. That's all considered to be garbage, but all these vapid things are now considered yeah, sacred. We have made yeah. golden calves out of everything. And yeah. what happens in the Bible just keeps happening. It's funny because for so long I left my faith thinking, that it wasn't rational. I went to this spirituality, new age, you know, whatever, find your truth and blah, blah, blah. But as I come back to it, the rational elements of the Bible are what keep me coming back again and yes. again. If you read the book of Judges, 
that's exactly the same as our culture now, except in a different time period with different technology. Humans don't really change that much. Sin nature doesn't change that much. And when you look at the Bible, it becomes a lot. I know people that are atheists that have become Christian in the last two years or three years just because they don't know how else to explain the world. Yeah. So wait, so yeah, this this is very judges because I'm well the book. I, it's it's worth reading. We I'd never paid attention, and we did a whole series on it at our church a few years ago, pre-pandemic, when everything was normal and we could gather normally and all that. That's back to normal, by the way, in, at least in my province. But um, we did a, a sort of a deep dive into it, and there's a lot of stuff about uh, idol worship, you know, Baal worship. Uh, there's a lot of sort of New Age spirituality, people closing their ears and doing evil things and not listening. It's a bit hard to unpack in a short time, but it's worth a read if you can get some good theological resources and like dive into that book. It's not super, super long, but there's a lot in there. And it's the same with the books preceding and following it. Um, the amount of, you know, patterns you see that are just human nature. I just couldn't believe it. I felt like I was reading just what what's going on in Canada right now, but reading it in, in Judges. So yeah, idol worship, just sinful, gross desires, you know, lusts of the flesh and um, no God, like the, the people had turned from God and God was trying to, you know, instill a godly king. And, and it's it's really interesting to to listen into, I guess, the, the word of God and how he warns us again and again, that this is again not new. Again. This is not new. Yeah, right? it's like, gosh, learning the same lesson over and over and over again. People yeah. can relate to that. I can relate to that on an individual level. I've had to learn the same mm -hmm. lesson over and over again. And so that makes sense to me that a culture, that a people, that people en masse, like a big historically we just keep making the same freaking mistakes over and yes. over and exactly if i may just uh annie pinkava i think sorry if i pronounced your name wrong my pastor did she said my pastor did a great series on judges starting with everyone doing what is right in their own eyes and ending with the people not even wanting to be delivered from their enemies and that's that's bingo that's a perfect way of wow. saying it yeah. hi ann uh okay i have i have one more link i wanted to show you guys speaking of narcissism this is just something that came across my feed yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> make that just a little larger pirate. Oh, yeah. So this is a, a man, a, a, a trans woman who's living as a woman. It's a biological man. And uh, it's a post that he did on Twitter where he says, uh, it's a selfie where he's smiling at the camera. 37 weeks into my simulated pregnancy, Still being a busy worker bee when I'm not taking selfies. About three more weeks to go. Hashtag trans sim pregnancy. What is this? <laughs> it, it is the end of Western civilization. I believe this is yeah one of the final steps. <laughs> yeah, yep. this is a final form of our destructor. <laughs> what? I just, I, ju I just, I just, oh. And then, and then is there going to be like a parental leave? Like the, the pregnancy is simulated, but the parental leave is real. Well, birthing uh, persons, you can't discriminate, of course. That's hateful. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's kind of scary. I've seen a lot of stuff like this lately, and I'm supposed to take it seriously, and I, I can't. Um, I actually watched, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It went around a little bit on Twitter. It's a 2011 clip from SNL when they were still kind of funny, maybe, or in the end years of when they were kind of still funny. And they did a, a whole skit on taking some super estrogen patch that you know turns you into a woman real fast it's hilarious but i can't it's probably been deleted off of most mainstream things i, I should share it in the chat but it's a it's a classic it's i can't believe 10 years ago that's all it was was 10 years and i just feel like we've done a complete 180 on reality it's just we are in a in a clone world i think we've said that a few times it's 
it's a clown world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is to the point of the like forcing. I mean, I assume that this person forces everyone at work to play along. Oh, you, well, and- you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. If you're at right. work, if you if that's your coworker, then you better walk straight, um, uh, or you'll be in trouble. You'll be the one in trouble. Yeah, I just uh, I I don't know. I think it's it's a celebration of mental illness, and it's a validation of we're at this place where oh, I got to interview. Um, Jake uh, Wisterchen. I always say his name wrong. I want to say Whiskerchen. That's how it's spelled. Whiskerchen. Whiskerchen. Anyway, that was a great interview. And uh, he's a he's a psychologist. And, and one of the things he was talking about is that now they're being told, therapists and stuff, they're being told to do validation in the therapy room for everything. So not just trans ideology, not just mm-hmm. to validate and say, well, yes, you must be you know, that there could be no, nothing else that I might think is going on with you. It must be that you're trans. Um, not just with that, but they're being told now as therapists to validate diagnoses that the client brings in, even if it contradicts with their professional opinion. So if a person is, so if a person comes in and after working with them for a while, you're like, you know, I think that you have some traits of uh, this personality, by this personality disorder. I think you have the, you know, and if the, if the client is like, well, the patient's like, no, I don't, I don't want that diagnosis. I think I just have depression that then you're supposed to validate and treat them as if they have depression. That's wow. That sounds like great medicine. <laughs> Good yeah. idea. What could sounds possibly like go wrong? That's, that sounds like a hardcore science right there. That's... Yeah. Oh yeah. That's some science in if I ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just, we're heading in a really, I think uh, somebody said that Madonna thing, that tweet about, they said Madonna is a great analog for society because what's happening to her, to this one individual, that's where society is going. We're just on this like downward spiral of the wrong path, worshiping the wrong things. And, you know, the logical about- conclusion is frightening, isn't it? Where does this all lead when you actually think about it? It's not some utopian paradise where we all love each other for our unique selves. That's I know what we'd like to believe, but it's, it's pretty scary when you think about where this all leads. It's, it's not yeah. anywhere good. And again, patterns in history this whole utopian everyone's going to be okay lie has been it's been done we've done this before this is not new um and then the whole yeah, it's for your safety let the take the state take over thing that's also not new none of this is new right yeah but it but it's scary when you realize it's happened again and you look at what happened when it happened and and, and yeah, yeah. It, it's not it, it does not have it on the hopeful note Let's say. Uh, How do you stay hopeful, Christian? What do you joy for? That's a good way to say. Because you're very, you're very joyful online. Yeah, I know. I know. I I, I play it very well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Right now, I'm I'm looking at at, I'm trying to buy a van, and uh, and 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 try to go for RV or or van life. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm having a lot of fun uh, p- imagining what that would look like, uh, and watching videos and and all of that. Now, all of this is is a bit futile as as long as the borders is not open. But uh, but a man can dream. That's right. Van life. <laughs> so one of my housemates, she did van life for a long time in California. Mm-hmm. I think you met her. Did you meet Tina? Yeah. When you yeah. Were? yeah. Um, and. And then now what's happening, I, I bet you're having trouble finding a van 
Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. my uh, I happen to know that they're very hard to come by. And I have a friend here in the States who he he's flown to other states just to be the hmm. first one there to get this used van that yeah. as soon as it goes up. And there's other people who fly in, too, uh -huh. and are trying to get that one van. They've Since the I pandemic, think, it's, it's insane. Yeah, interesting. So. I, think, I think it's two things. I think people are, during the pandemic, they're flying less. And so for vacations, maybe people who used to go abroad and stuff, they wanted or fly within the country, they wanted to get a van to travel. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of people were buying them up. Uh, I know people who bought them up for that reason. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was happening. And then I think at the same time, it, that was coming on the heels of this whole van life movement that, you know, people yeah. like my housemate were getting into. And so the demand for them just became crazy yeah um, and people yeah. leaving the cities i know you know there's been a, mm -hmm. a huge exodus from california so like people in los angeles are like well screw this big city where i can't do anything i'll just get a van and go wherever i want yeah problem uh, here is if i can't cross the border then i'm stuck in the winter in my van <laughs> in the winter that's not gonna it's happen. not texas it's yeah not that's texas. it that's it <laughs> that would suck yeah. I just have to put this on screen because it made me smile. Yes. Greg I and Mary. I remember that. That's from can, uh, Chris, can you, Chris Farley classic. Can you do SML. the line? Can you do it? Uh, I am the. No, I can't. <laughs> and I live in a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> um, and then we awesome. also have a super chat. Thank you, Ned. Ned Hill. $10. Thank you, sir. He says, hi, Carrie. Ned from Charleston. Oh, I wonder if you're from Charleston, South Carolina. I'm from South Carolina. Uh, loving your content since seeing you with Chrissy, ex-supermodel Paulina Poriskova. Poriskova, I'm afraid I don't know her, has been making noise about being ignored oh, yeah. because she is no longer young and beautiful. No idea. I recall is. seeing something about that. Yeah, there was, I think God said had a whole Twitter back and forth with that person. Oh, I'm yeah. almost positive. I, that's how I would just grab my popcorn and read back and forth, if I recall. Yeah. I don't involve I mean, myself in Twitter debates like that, but I like watching other people that do. It can be yeah. entertaining. <laughs> oh, South Carolina, he says. Yeah, same as Carrie. Oh, well, nice mm. to meet you. Charleston's beautiful. That's a yes. cool part yes, of our is. state. Did you go through there, Christian? Yeah, yeah, I spent a couple yeah. of days there. It's got the cobblestone streets. I mean, that's nice. where you go mm. if you want the really old history in our state is yeah. uh, is Charleston. Yeah, I went um, to Fort Sumter. Also, the opening shots of the Civil War were at Fort Sumter. So, Did you go on a ghost tour? I did not go to, on a ghost Ooh, tour. Oh, fun. Uh, <laughs> I, went to, I went to a couple of plantations. Uh, oh. I bet they do ghost tours there. They do They do a lot in, uh, in Charleston and... Well, next time you're in Texas, you can just come to my house if you want to see a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. this big old house. Um, well, okay, about the model thing, he said, and you saw the squabbling happening, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was what, a whole debate about, about it because, well, I, if I recall, Gadsad was going on about basically the same thing that, you know, women need to stop being pouty, that they're not the the best woman in the room. And and he was being, he's pretty harsh with her, but they had a back and forth for quite a while. And it was the same thing. It came down to a misogyny accusation and ageism and blah, blah, blah. And then she questioned his credentials and who are you? And you probably couldn't get the hot chicks when you were young and blah, 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 you know, all the ad hom. But it was, it was interesting to watch because at the core of it was the exact same sort of impetus or energy, which is that, that element of, oh no, I put my whole life in this. My whole life yeah. has been everybody looking at me and now they don't as much because I live in LA. That was the other argument was people were saying, 
get out of LA then. Cause if you think that you're not the most beautiful woman in the room, maybe not in supermodel country, but you're still like, she's gorgeous. She's, she's, a, I don't know how old she is now. She looks fantastic. I'd be quite happy to look like her at that age, not a problem, but no, no, it's not enough because you're in this comparison mode, always comparing. And it's no different than money. You know, you have all the things, the nicest house on the nicest mountain, but what about the guy in the other country that has a nicer house on a nicer mountain? Yes. So you have all of the things or you have the best looks. You're always going to be less than someone. And if you're always striving for that, like you said, you just end up empty and miserable. And now in 20 years when she can't hold together the look that she can anymore, because things, you know, surgery aside, things do, gravity exists, right? Uh -huh, <laughs> so like right. you can only do so much without looking like a plastic person. Uh, she's probably going to be just as empty and unhappy and still fighting it out with guys on the internet and wishing that she, you know, I don't, like these people end up lonelier the most attractive, rich, successful yeah. people end up so lonely. And I'm just this kind of like hillbilly up from tiny rural Saskatchewan and I have more joy in my heart and I don't have much money, but I'm I'm happier, yeah. right? And I think it's because I just haven't placed all of, I, I have idols, I'm a human, I sin, but to put all of your worth into you, to something that will fade because it's just tangible and very vapid, mm -hmm. it's just yeah. a bad life to lead, yeah. My husband was watching the new, uh, not new, but one of the newer adaptations, uh, historical dramas about Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth. And I, I wasn't watching it with him. I just came in for part of it. And this is a woman who looks very old. And in the series at, at that time, I think Elizabeth, she was supposed to be 56 or something. And she's dating this suitor who looks like in his, he's in his late 20s. And I walked in during the scene where she's asking him, do you think I look old? Am I too old for you? And He's, of course, kissing her ass. I'm like, no, no, I love you. I think about you all the time. Tell me what you're going to give me again. And she's like, I'll give you all these riches. And, you know, and she's telling him <laughs> and a seat on the council. And and then they start kissing. And I was thinking, like, how many people settle for this in life, this sort of transactional relationship? And mm. I think only a personality, personality disorder person could settle for that because a normal person would would be like, no, I am too old for this dude. I'm 56. He's 20 something. He clearly just wants me for my wealth and because mm -hmm. I'm the queen and because of what I can give him. And I don't want to be used. I want something real. Why would yeah. you settle for that? Why? But she's willing to settle for that. And, and it just, I guess there's, there's, it's nothing. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people with the more fame and money and wealth they accumulate, like you're saying, Kelly, they get to that place where they just settle for these transactional relationships, mm. probably because a lot of the people they're meeting do want things from them. And they just start to think that's all there is. Maybe, I don't know, but it's just, that's such a, a, a fake, fake false world. I think the ones who try to stay grounded in reality, like Dave Chappelle, I think does a good job of that, of trying to stay grounded. Mm -hmm. And when, when they do that, then the, the media and the entertainment industry and the, the outside world mocks them and says they're crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, he walked away from millions of dollars and bought a farm in the Midwest, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah, because he's yeah. sane. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Rick Moranis. Remember Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah. Like, he retired super early. Like, his, his wife died, and he was like, I need to raise my children. I have enough money for them. I'm quitting Hollywood forever. And he was, a, he was super successful and he just, yeah. he just walked away and everyone keeps asking like, why don't you come back? Why don't you play into the latest Ghostbuster? We're going to bring you back. And he's like, no, I'm just. He's just happy. Yeah. Living his life. Just, yeah. Yeah. When I saw that, that scene from Elizabeth, actually, this is to bring it back. I just connected this in my mind. That's what I thought of was this Madonna thing. 
Because mm-hmm. she's like that. She's 63. Her boyfriend's in his, what, his 20s? And it's, what? what? Are, you, are you content with that, Madonna? Like, something so false? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling. <laughs> yeah. uh, but people are moving away from the essential. The, the God-shaped yeah. hole is real. And yes. uh, lots of things are being sucked in. I would say, yeah. too, there's a lot of... Um, looks of gold but it's not gold it's like a false gold painted over some yeah. kind of rusty crappy metal underneath yeah yeah false gold do you think how how much of it is since you saw that back and forth kelly with that model hmm. do you think it all comes down to this whole for, for the women who get obsessed with the youth and the sex appeal is it that fear of death that's a good question i don't i think there's a lot of people that can't come to terms with death. my mom works in the funeral industry. So I've had to, since I was 16, deal with morbid jokes and, and face all of the realities of what comes with that. So I'm I'm pretty used to it, but a lot of people, they can't. And if you don't have a faith, then there is that big question. I mean, that is kind of what separates Christianity. The core of it, you have to believe that Christ died and rose again. If you don't believe that, then there's kind of no point that it doesn't differentiate our faith. So part of it is this afterlife concept. And people don't know what's happening. It's the one big question none of us have the answers to. Science doesn't have the answer. We can only guess. We get testimonies. That's all we have. And so I think there's an element of that. But I think there's just also an element of convincing yourself what's important. I mean, even just me in the new age and the amount that you can lie to yourself is astounding. It's Mm -hmm. astounding how much a person can over time, you don't even know you're doing it. You, you'll do what you need to do to kind of adapt. Human beings adapt. So if you're in that environment, that's all you see. And that's all that's important. You just slowly get sucked into it by osmosis. It's just, you know, it, it's an automatic thing. That's what it was for me. It was more of an osmosis when it came to being an SJW. I just sort of, that's how I thought. I saw other people doing it. I was around it. I surrounded myself with that. And so I don't know if it's just, an, that's such a transactional lifestyle, Hollywood, modeling, all of that. It's so... It's so vapid. Like you said, there's always someone you don't know who genuinely wants to be with you. You don't know who's really your friend or who wants to take advantage of you. And it's it's all based on money. And I mean, acting and modeling and all of that, it's all just based on a surface level thing, right? In some cases, there's people literally faking and being something else. So there's there's that's their environment. That's what they see. Whereas I'm surrounding myself. I don't, I'm not going for a van, but same idea, Christian. You know, I'm surrounding myself with people that want to barter and trade chickens and eggs and, and sitting outside and listening to the birds and paying attention to my family and my friends and our close contacts, keeping faith, you know, these things that actually fill my soul up, right? The soul is just abandoned by our culture. Nobody cares. Yeah. The things that mean something. Yeah. The sacred has become garbage basically, which is terrible. I saw, I passed the other day in my, my little town uh, this couple with their two kids just sitting out in the yard with their like, two little kids and they had a water hose going like one of those that sprays like this and the kids were just playing in it and they were uh, just sitting in the grass all four of them just hanging out and I was like I just don't see that enough it's like you know I have memories from my childhood before mm-hmm. the the phone and before mm-hmm. the internet and computer and when oh, those are the days, hey? Have, yeah, like those lazy days and, um, you know, hanging out with my siblings or hanging out with my grandparents. And I don't I don't know how many parents just allow themselves that time to just unplug and do nothing. I think we mm-hmm. become so obsessed with constantly. I was shocked I didn't see the parents with on their phones in the grass, you know, with their kids playing. 
and I was happy. I, I was like, they're not doing anything. They're just saying, <laughs> but what they're doing is so important. Think about those kids, right? Like that five-year-old or whatever. What a pivotal memory to be. Oh, in. they're priceless. Mm -hmm. You can't you replace know? stuff like that. You cannot replace moments like that. They are what shaped me. You know, I still think back my dad, my father passed away a few years ago and it's those moments. I don't remember any of the fancy stuff. I wouldn't remember it if we were talking by text, but I sure remember just sitting with him on the deck or like you said, running through a sprinkler or whatever, growing potatoes in our garden together. You know, that's the stuff, the stuff where you connect on a one-to-one -one human level. We need that now. We're, we're so multi-connected, but we're less connected than ever. Yeah. yeah. Distractions are everywhere. <laughs> like you get endless movies at your fingertips, video games, all the stuff. And now as I've grown older, I used to be on playing video, video games all the time. Now I'm biking. Now mm -hmm. I'm biking. I'm just in the forest somewhere in a trail. Well, uh, a few months a year because, you know, it's winter wonderland here well, most of the time. <laughs> this year, it's been the, the entire year because I, he brought his I bike. put the bike in the trunk before oh, I had remember. it moved. Nice, nice. So, yeah. yes, was, I remember I you went biking here. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Lovely, lovely path. Uh, the one that goes over the big dam uh, west of Georgetown. Uh, that's cool. part of the one of the spots I'm looking at in terms of moving. Uh, I'm looking at bike paths when I'm looking at places I want to move at. I'm like, oh, nice. if, uh, <laughs> if there's a house and, and a bike path and then hopefully a beach or something like that, and then yeah. I can just bike most places, I'd be happy. Well, selfishly, I hope you end up close to me. So I, I hope so too. Whether you're in your van or <laughs> yeah. in a car uh, or in a house. But, Who I knows? Mean. Who knows? I hope, yeah, if the border reopens, uh, I'll certainly. Yeah. When we're allowed back in your country. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and that's up to, that's strangely, that's up to the US. So that's, that that's one of the that's weird parts. I feel like Biden I, and Trudeau were think, just, you know, yeah. snickering, like, hey, 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 look what we're doing to all of our horrible unvaccinated people. I think it's, you know, like it's a joke. Yeah, I think it's seems a mutual to be. deal. I think the US would just let it go if we let it go. I'm and sure. Yeah. We're just not going to let it go. Because... Oh, he's not letting go. This is all he has. Oh, he hates, he really does hate the unvaccinated, as you yeah. heard on his, uh -huh. he was very clear about it, what he thinks. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's, I, I can't see it changing anytime soon. I've heard rumors they talked about it in the budget in 2021 for up to three years. Mm -hmm. like keeping up the paying for the system that has it in place. So we'll see. But yeah, I'd love to be able to go to the States again. Great place. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time. Um, well, I want to give an update for anyone who's who watches the show regularly. And you guys may not know this, so I'll just tell you about it and give the update. But um, here in my town, in Georgetown, uh, we just had a, a kind of a one of these cultural flashpoints happened because the, the local arts and culture board had all these different public art like murals put up. One of the murals, they had the middle schoolers paint. So 10 year olds to 13 year olds at Forbes Middle School painted this mural uh, with a lot of different flags in the mural. They, they took red poppies, which were known as the red poppy capital of Texas or of the US and they, oh, thanks pirate, he has it. So they, each of these red poppies, they changed the colors in them and they made them represent specific flags. So there's the pansexual flag, the transgender flag, the non-binary flag, the bisexual flag, the lesbian flag, uh, I think the asexual flag, there's a couple of others. And the question came up in a city council meeting, you know, 
what's the policy and procedure for the public art? Do, it, do we allow political or ideological messaging? And then beyond that, a lot of the community members were asking, and why is a government funded, a government uh, public middle school having children paint these flags, like a pansexual flag you know, when you're 10? Why? And uh, were they aware? Were all the kids in the class aware of what they were painting? Was the business owner on the, who owns this building aware? Were the parents of those kids aware? So my pastor, Bradley Helgerson, spoke at a council meeting uh, a little over two weeks ago, and two members of my church also spoke. And then that week, we got notice. He got notice um, that we were evicted from our building immediately um, and so kicked out of our church because we were renting the Palace Theater, which is run by some of the same arts and culture people. Like it's a nonprofit in the arts. Mm -hmm. So it's like all the same people. And they said they were uh, evicting us for resource management issues, but it's pretty, yeah. mm, it leads you to believe it's not for that because they wouldn't return his phone calls mm -hmm. about it to find out what were the resource management issues. Could we help? Yeah. Could we fix it? Like, right. what is it? Instead, it's like you're evicted effective immediately. They told him two days before our Mother's Day Sunday service. And we're going to refund all your rental money for the rest of the month that you've already paid, you know. Um, plus, they're a struggling theater. And you would think they would want to keep our rental money. But so last Sunday, we met. We had our Mother's Day service outside on the courtyard. It was beautiful. We just did we just did our normal service, but we did it outside. And we had two other local churches come and support. So we had this huge crowd right on the courthouse lawn. Um, and... I was waiting to hear what we're doing this week because we still don't have a location. Um, so we're meeting on the courthouse lawn again. So if you want a good old fashioned, like I was talking about sitting in the grass, phones off doing, if you're in the Georgetown area, if you're in the Austin area and want to come up and support and just, and, and you get to hear one of my pastor's sermons, he's amazing. It's like, it's yes. like going to a lecture. Yeah. Uh, you came to one, Christian. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm friends yeah. with him. I'm friends with him on Facebook, so I saw all of that. Oh, unfold. okay, you saw all yeah. of this. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, if you're in town and you guys are listening or watching, come out. It'll be 10 a.m. right on the square. Uh, bring a umbrella because it'll be hot. Although there's some shade trees, bring some water, and uh, we'll just have a good time. Or even come out after and say hi, and we'll get a coffee. So that's that. That's my update. <laughs> I just, I know there's awesome. people who watch from Georgetown. So I'm like, come out and, and, uh, and have a good time with us and we'll see yeah. what happens. We're not worried. I don't think anybody's very worried about it. Like I know we'll find a place and <laughs> it makes sense that this, I mean, it makes sense that it happened because how long, again, it's about the world versus God, things of mm -hmm. the world versus God. And he's speaking against the, the things of the world. And of course, of course, the world's going to kick him out, like and say you can't meet here anymore. Yeah, so. yeah, I saw yeah, his not the speech. first. Sorry, go ahead, go I ahead. Saw, I saw his speech at the at the city council. Oh, you did. I was like, yeah, he's not mincing words. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's calling, he's calling out for 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 a response, which is good. I mean, you have good to you have to tell the truth, and uh, and do what and deal with what happens. So yeah. Uh, Dawn says, that's sad. I was watching sermons online. Hey, Dawn, we're still recording them. I don't know when they're going to go up, but you'll probably see our outdoor sermons now mm. online. So nice. we're still having our sermons. We're just outside. Uh, and then Alan says, buy the theater, Elon Musk them. Yes, this is what I want to do. <laughs> you're, you're stealing. Yes, this is, 
Uh, I've been joking about this, but I'm half serious. If it ever goes up for sale, I'm like, we should just pool our money and just buy the freaking theater because I know they were having trouble. And we used to be rooting for them. We were like, my husband was going to do a free concert for them uh, to raise money for the theater, oh. um, you know, as, as part of the church, like to help give back to the theater. And and they just were like, get out. So now I'm kind of like, mm, maybe they'll go on sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that, and I think we have, do we have all super chats pirate? Oh no, wait, we've got two more. R.E.K. Thoughts gives us five bucks. Thanks, R.E.K. He says, so with everything that's going on in the world with the agendas and brokenness, what do you think is behind it all? That's an interesting like, question. A, yeah, that's a good yeah. question. I don't, I, it's always hard to know what percentage is organic versus what percentage is sort of like a plan or whatever like there's definitely something if you look at the like uh the the world economic forum or the way the pandemic has been handled by the world health organization like you can't deny that there's a part of it that that is a plan what part of what's going on is just whatever happens like like kelly was saying from the bible it's a cycle it happens over and over and again and it doesn't need central planning I don't, I'm not convinced you need a central plan for structures to rise up and collapse. And, and I think we're just in the cycle. Right. And yeah, we're I, not I in the best place of it. <laughs> yeah. Not enough people are aware of it. I would agree. There is, there's definitely institutions, especially international institutions, the UN sustainability agenda, agenda 2030, that stuff is very much in, it's influencing, especially in Canada, we're definitely seeing a lot of influence on even municipal policies, bike lanes, how we deal with eco stuff and climate change on a you know municipal level. There's it's insidious. It's getting everywhere. It affects everything from the gender discussion to climate to finance. So there's definitely a, a sort of quote one world order, I guess you could call it. I don't want to get into that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Goodness knows I'll delete the video or something. But it's there's something to be said for that. But like you said, Christian, it's not this big conspiracy of just you have to have this specific plan and plot. It's not a movie. This yeah. is, you know, if you're a Christian, you believe in the spiritual battle. And what I see playing out is an epic spiritual battle. And unfortunately, the exact same things that have always come into play. Um, I do a lot of kind of on my own research about apologetics. So I followed Jay uh, Warner Wallace and he was a mm -hmm. homicide detective and he talks about the, the reasons that people commit pretty much all homicides. And there's not that many, you know, it always comes down to money, sex, pride, Like there's only so many big main things and that's what's running our institutions. And if that's what's running our institutions, then, you know, it's, it's all just going to fall apart. If you build a house on a bad foundation, it's going to crumble, right? Whether everybody's in on it or not. So. You said it better than I can say it, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what I think too. I do view it as a spiritual warfare thing, um, but mm -hmm. I also agree with both of you that it's just it's it doesn't there doesn't have to be one evil bad guy who's. I know people talk mm -hmm. about Klaus Schwab all the yeah. time, and I mean, and Soros and all them. He has yeah. the right yeah. accent for it. He has the right. Accent. No, he's <laughs> a, a great person to place the super villain. You know, yeah. the costume. The, I like. He's got. He's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think I don't agree with anything he's pushing, anything mm -hmm. that he thinks mm -hmm. is good for humanity. I don't I don't think he's got good intentions and I don't think that he's right. Um, but I don't think he needs to be like there needs to be one architect. I think that just helps us understand yeah. things better sometimes when we can all focus on like this is the bad guy. Right. Yeah. When it's much bigger forces at work, I think. 
Uh, yeah, and I think people people who want the plan to exist, they want order. They they, mm -hmm. they they want to imagine that everything happens, that there's that there's that is an order there, that there's no chaos. But there's there's a there's a mix of the two. There's a lot of the two. I think there's a mm -hmm. lot of chaos, and there's a lot of people in bad faith who just want mm -hmm. to. They see the chaos, and they just want their share of whatever is to be gained by the chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's people take advantage. Yeah. 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 Um, we've got one more super chat and then I've got a question for you, Kelly. Let's see. Sure. Uh, Amplify create such a shame because around her forties during her marriage, Madonna seemed so enlightened and her music was reflecting that she seems to have had a breakdown in recent years. Hmm. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You, I remember she did go through that phase of where she seemed like she was seeking truth. Right. You know, she was talking about was it mysticism or something? She was wearing like a red thread. I don't know what all those things were. I wasn't paying too close attention then, but it seemed like she was on a path of seeking God or seeking something. Do you do you guys know more about her than I do? I don't. But my guess, if I had to guess, she probably dove into some mysticism, Gnosticism, New Age, spiritual, what I call a spiritual smorgasbord, whatever feels good, little of this, little of that, little Buddhism, little, you know, yoga, little whatever, right? My guess, but I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't say. Oh, Pirate, I have to correct you. We are on Rumble. Larry Crabtree says, is Kerfefi Break also on Rumble? Yes, we are on Rumble and it automatically uptakes the videos. So I haven't checked it in a while to make sure it's still doing it. It was doing it great a few weeks ago. So, uh, no, oh, we're not on there live. No, no, no. After the videos get posted, then it gets sucked up into Rumble. So we might mm -hmm. one day live stream on there. But right now we're just, that's all I can do to do it on one <laughs> platform, guys. <laughs> like, It'd be great if, maybe... if, if, if it was easy to, to live stream <laughs> simultaneously on YouTube and Rumble. But it's not that easy. Yeah, I've got several things on my checklist. We're, we're working our way down. I'm, I'm sorry. We're slow. We do have a Locals. This is a new channel. We have a Locals if you want to join. We're going to do exclusive content. I have, I have a... a Ah, but the interview that aired last night, if everyone missed it, I got to speak with Gino Visconti, who's this hilarious comedian from Compound Media. Uh, it was uh, one of my husband's favorite interviews, that one, and he also loved the Michael Rechtenwald one. Um, but Gino's so funny, and I got some extra footage with him after we finished recording, um, and I'm going to put that up on Locals. So that'll be like our first test to try something exclusive. What else? I don't know. We have the book club coming up. We've got to pick a new date for it and uh, all the things, but but I thank you guys for watching and bearing with us as we get this new channel off the ground. And uh, I wanna thank you guys, Kelly and, and Christian for hanging out. Kelly, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you the same question I asked Christian, with all the crazy stuff going on in the world and you're someone who you do think we're in a spiritual uh, type of warfare, how do you stay positive? What keeps you hopeful and joyful? I have a lot of animals, so that helps. <laughs> I have a couple of cats, a couple of dogs, and a spider in that back corner, which was that came with the man. That was not my choice. But uh, yeah, a lot of animals, nature. I'm big into nature. We live in a pretty rural area, very small town. We have good neighbors. Um, so I, I walk my dog. I sit and listen to birds. I feed the birds. I try to, I try to live by a principle of just creating life where I can and making things better than when I left them. So it doesn't matter if it's a relationship or a task, a tiny little thing. Having health issues has taught me 
how to appreciate the small things in life, which is the, the big benefit of it. So it's really just focusing on those little things, those little beautiful moments, a wonderful, you know, loving hug from a from a spouse or a, we went to a wedding, the first really big event I've been to in in two years, just because everything's been so shut down. There's over 300 people and I have never felt so fulfilled just you know laughing and speaking moistly as our prime minister would say and joking <laughs> around it was so wonderful so that's the kind of stuff i focus on is just focusing on family friends the basic the old school stuff um of yeah. course my faith i'm a musician i play music i listen to worship if i'm really down i will put some worship music on and just try to to sing and praise god even if i don't feel like it that's a big one for me i have to force myself to praise god in my suffering and that's a that's a big one that's really been a life changer for me and then just following people that are like-minded and sane and stable and and want good things and are willing to have discussions so surrounding yourself with good people and surrounding yourself with with what you want your neck of the woods to look like because we can't control what's happening in canada and you want to remember God's on the throne, but that doesn't mean that everything's going to work out where you are or in this situation. We don't know what it looks like, but it's just maintaining that faith, which is what faith is. It's, it's a big question mark and we just we, we put our roots in it. So I cling to the cross and I try to have a good sense of humor as well. You do. If you uh-huh. Don't laugh. You have. Yeah, you go crazy. So, yeah, true. Um, and, and why don't you guys remind people where I know Pirate's been putting in the chat, but um, why don't you remind people where they can find you online if they want to follow you? Where can they do so? I guess I'll um, start since I was, yeah. oh, I was yeah. just talking, so I thought I'd finish it off. But I'm I'm on Twitter. I think you put my link up a few times in the chat. It's uh, I think my it's little goat cr is my handle. Um, I'm on YouTube, although I haven't put out much content. I would like to, as my health improves, get more into my passage out of the left and out of the new age, which is all kind of connected. Uh, so you can feel free to follow me there. Twitter is probably where I'm the sassiest and the most active, though. So. Yeah. And what yeah, about I'm you, a, Yeah, I'm at uh, com. Uh, Pirate should uh, post the link because, yeah. Or, or link tree. ChristianBoutain.com just leads to my link tree. Uh, and I have uh, mainly on Twitter. I will publish on my Substack uh, tonight my 10-day ordeal with COVID uh, because, you know, there's been so many people who get it and they thank the vaccine for having such mild symptoms that I want to counterbalance that because I've had very mild symptoms so i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to do a sort of a day by day uh of what happened to me uh during covid uh put that on my sub stack nice yeah, i'm glad I'm you're glad. doing well that's that's good to hear my mom is the same thing by the way just earlier you mentioned how you got it my mom went two years she's unvaccinated she's 69 she went two years without infecting anyone or getting it and then ended up getting it from her triple vaxxed friend who still masks and the week before she was exposed and she thought she was going to get it from her triple vaxxed family member so it's funny how that works yeah <laughs> and she was fine she was great she has actually has a history of pneumonia but she did great it was a cold it was she had laryngitis and then she got over it good old vitamins what's that medical misinformation now i think yeah I think <laughs> can't so, say yeah. vitamins are good <laughs> vitamins fine vitamin no i'm really afraid my video from last night's going to get taken down cuz gina was talking about vitamin d and i'm like oh, 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 that's a right conspiracy theory <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, vitamin d or c yeah. <laughs> um one more announcement i forgot to make at the top of the show if you're in the austin texas area I'm going to be speaking uh, on Friday, June 10th on a panel at the Austin Public Library with Megan Murphy. 
and a oh, few like other her. badass women. Cool. Yeah, another Canadian. Uh, she's a Canadian. Uh, yeah, what a great she's, been, she's been living in Mexico for the past oh, couple yeah. of years. Oh, has she? She's from West, right? Vancouver. Right? Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, good for her. Yeah, she just she just got out when COVID started, and uh, she uh, hasn't looked back apparently. Uh, yeah, good well, for her. Good for her. Yeah, <laughs> lucky. So yeah, Megan Murphy and a few other women. It's called. It's about women leaving the left or the left leaving us, whichever way you cool. want to describe it. And uh, I'll put info up on. Uh, I don't know on all the platforms today, probably, so you guys nice. can find that. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us on a fun Friday. Yeah, thanks happy for having Friday. Us. Had a great time. Thanks a lot. Cool. We're gonna go out on this video. Here we go. <laughs>